Hi, and welcome to the Thinking Cosmically podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gentry, also known as Cosmic. This is the fifth episode of the podcast, and I want my listeners to know that as I get deeper into this podcasting world, I may have episodes lasting longer than my previous episodes, but for now, I like to keep things short and sweet and get to the point of what's on my mind. That being said, I do plan to have guests where we discuss things live, and that may break up the current length of my typical podcast, but I hope that's okay with you, and if you prefer that I stick to the 10 to 20 minute episode podcast, I will happily do so. If you're here for the first time, thank you, and thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to this podcast, and I'm eager to hear your feedback and questions if any arise. In this episode, I want us to consider questioning human reasoning in terms of how humans tend to distance themselves from the symbiotic relationship we have with the planet and its creatures. Now, I know there's a great deal of information around veganism and plant-based diets, but I want to do my best to not focus too much on food and more so on evolutionary and cosmic perspectives. Now, I've never been an animal activist by any means, but as I get older, I do tend to see their point of view more progressively as I continue in my studies. And this kind of thinking, though flawed in some areas, may be closer in proximity to objectively aligning one's views to an intelligent stance. Now, if you love meat as much as I did, then this obviously will be difficult to hear. But do try to keep an objective mind, at least for entertaining purposes. Imagine what life would be like a thousand years from now. What kind of world would we live in? Is it possible by then humans will travel to another planet outside of our solar system, given the rise of exponential technologies? Theoretically, what if we were to leave our old home behind and populate the cosmos? Like a butterfly leaving its cocoon behind. Perhaps we've transcended our biological bodies and no longer find Earth amusing or fit to our liking. Or we've simply left this dimension. Now imagine that we left for billions of years maybe just one billion years. And we decided that we would return to our previous home. What would it look like? What would life be like? Would our ancient friends that we remembered as monkeys or cows resemble how humans once were in terms of intelligence? What if they were as we were In our evolutionary stages, they've built cities of their own, structures just a little different than how we developed. What would our first words be to these creatures? How would we describe our historical relationship with them in such a way that wouldn't terrify them? Now I want you to imagine being in their shoes. Imagine a species visiting us right now and telling us that they used to eat us long ago. Evolution is incredibly mysterious, yet 
It's easy to understand at a fundamental level. Take food, for example. Is it coincidence that bananas can fit in the palm of our hand with ease? That we developed fingers to peel back its layers? Is it coincidence that apples fit comfortably in our hands and taste so delicious? Think about how easy it is to eat such things. These fruits and vegetables evolved with us over time to fit our liking so that we can assist in keeping them alive as well. This is a perfect example of a symbiotic relationship. Now, I'm not saying that humans didn't evolve to eat meat. Obviously, we did. However, humans didn't have a choice at times, especially when migrating. We would eat what we can eat where we can. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it was good for us. Let's experiment. If we were to create a spectrum graph measuring intelligence, Imagine a line reaching across your phone screen with a value of 1 to 100. Let's say that humans rank at 50 points, right down the middle, in terms of intelligence. 50 points. Now, 50 points would be able to create music, planes and automobiles, skyscrapers and art, literature, science, etc. Now let's say that monkeys would rank at 45 points and cows at 43 points. Now the question would be, where do we draw the line that gives us the justification to take the life of these animals at our own interest? After all, humans are much more intelligent than a monkey and a cow, right? That should give us the privilege to govern over them and eat them as we may, right? Obviously, at 45 points, we can control what monkeys do, experiment on them, and in some instances, eat them. And certainly at 43 points, we can consume as much cow as we would like. So, where in the line of intelligence is it morally and justifiably okay to do with these creatures what we please. Is the number 47 points? And anything above it, we wouldn't eat? Perhaps a mentally disabled individual ranks at 49 points. See, the point that I'm making is that, given that we are the stewards and caretakers of this planet, and given that we've evolved to have enough intelligence to create an abundance of all the food we would ever need, who's to say that we get to decide which creatures get to die and which creatures get to live? I know this is hard to hear, but bear with me. Now let's say that we agree that the number is 47 points. That's three points in the intelligence graph below human intelligence. That's where we draw the line. Now, imagine a species finally coming to say hello across the other side of the galaxy, who just so happened to rank at 54 points on the intelligence line. And they have decided that they would like to eat us. 
This is okay, right? After all, we rank four points below them. So, they should do with us what they please. They're going to anyway, and there's not much we can do about it. Perhaps we have a brief moment of fighting back with the little tools and resources that we have, but they are futile. Perhaps we try to reason with them by crying and claiming that this is immoral. Would we not think that this is immoral? To take the lives of innocent men, women, and children who want to live just as much as any other creature. Now consider this. Humans are speciesists. Similar to racists and sexists. We have taken the rights away from certain creatures on this planet, locked them into an assembly line, and we have them slave away for the benefit of our taste buds and mostly the benefit of a tiny group of individuals who own the meat and dairy industries to make profit. Now, we have arbitrarily given more rights to certain animals. Cats, dogs. We even prosecute humans when abusing such animals. But we do turn our cheeks, and we do care less about the extremely vulnerable and docile creatures like cows. Now, would you be upset if the industries decided that they would like to start selling cat and dog in replacement of cow meat? Would there be protests? Why? Why protest for those two creatures and not the cows? Because they are cuter? Smarter? What exactly? I mean, what is the justification? Clearly, we are speciesists, but it's likely we never really thought about it, especially in those terms. It's just the way of life, right? I'm sure at one time in our recent past, during slavery, whites would have probably said or thought the same things. Perhaps even blacks in this time would have thought that it's just the way of life, born into enslavement not knowing any better. Now, just simply eating meat has contributed to land and water degradation and biodiversity loss, even coral reef degeneration and deforestation on a massive scale. Meat production is highly inefficient. Now think of this. Just to produce roughly two pounds of beef requires 55 pounds of grain and roughly 15,000 liters of water. A recent study has shown that we are using 40% of the Earth's land surface for livestock farming. 40%. Now, I've spoken about scarcity in my previous episodes, but land truly is a scarce resource. And we are currently, inefficiently, using this land for the sake of meat production. How long will it be before we start using half of the land on Earth for the production of meat? How long will it be before we are using more than half? A planet floating in the cosmos 
with so-called intelligent creatures, using most of its land to kill a small group of other creatures. Now there's probably a reason why we haven't been visited by a truly intelligent species yet. If we took all of the grain that's currently being used to feed animals, and we were to use that grain and feed humans, we could feed 3.5 billion people. In short, agriculture farming is not only inefficient, but is literally taking food from the mouths of starving and dying people on this planet who suffer from an economic disadvantage. They didn't ask to be born there. Now, I'm not asking you to stop eating meat. I'm asking you to reason and to question yourself and the industries that are ruining the planet. It has taken me years to realize that at once I was a speciesist. Now, I see that every creature has the right to live and to fight for their survival. Don't forget, this is a planet not just meant for humans. We are all creatures sharing this tiny moment in time on this tiny little earth that we call home. Thanks for listening to Thinking Cosmically. If you find this podcast valuable, please support it by subscribing, sharing, and discussing it with others. You can also leave questions in the comments for a chance for me to address them during a podcast. You can find all my music at CosmicBeats.com, K-A-Z-M-I-K-Beats.com, or on YouTube. Thanks again for your support, and keep thinking cosmically.